BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Robin Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham. You are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. As always, I am your host, Tia Fabi, and today I have a really exciting guest. His name is Carl McDowell from the HBO series Ballers, um, and he's with us today. Carl, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, Carl, um, I think about a week ago, I spoke with uh, London Brown, so it's kind of exciting to get another guy from Ballers on the show, um, and really just want to dive right in there. Tell me, how has the experience been being on this HBO show that stars uh, Dwayne Johnson? The experience is as insane it's exciting it's uh it's like being at at the popular high school you know so um i don't know it's it's insane it's just the best thing ever to get on this show and obviously with Dwayne, and he got so much notoriety so it starts trickling down to you and um it's just so much fun i'm loving every minute of it oh that's so great and you play a character called ptd and please tell the audience what that stands for. TCD, it doesn't, it doesn't stand for anything. Um, the, first, <laughs> the second season, it was supposed to be Time to Dance. And then um, this season, uh, Jay Glazer, he named the character Terrence Tyrone Darby. So maybe it's Terrence Tyrone Darby. Ah, uh, okay. And, but would you have liked it to kind of stick with uh, time to dance? Is like dancing something <laughs> that you like doing? <laughs> time to dance. I do like time to dance. I'll I'll get I'll get loose whenever whenever it has whenever I have to. <laughs> and so your character, and it's something that I've noticed, and I really kind of wanted to ask you about this. Your character uh, throughout the season wears these really, like, cool pop culture T-shirts that always 
seem to have a message on them. And I kind of wanted to ask, like, where did that start, and do you have any input on what T-shirt you wear that day? Yeah, um, Tiffany has one, the stylist for the show. Um, she's really good at her job, and she uh, – so after the first season, I came back in, and she was like, uh, here's some cool T-shirts. I feel like you should be wearing these cool T-shirts. And she would, like, bring a bunch of cool T-shirts, and we would just pick them out, like which ones we think would go for this show. And then it just started taking on a life of its own. Every season we come back, she's like, here's some even cooler T-shirts. Which ones do you want to wear? And I'd, we'd pick out some more. And this season with the Obama T-shirt, that one got a lot of pub. And uh, the Make My President Black Again T-shirt. So, um, yeah, Tiff comes with a bunch of T-shirts, and she just let me pick. That's pretty awesome. I like um when you hear that the actor has some sort of input in their character because you're the one who's embodying them and the person who is portraying them on screen. Now, what yeah. really what really goes along with playing your character on Ballers? With playing them? Well, so my character is a stoner. He's a stoner <laughs> best friend. So uh, he's just like, he's Ricky Jarrett's best friend. He's kind of like family to him where uh, he just makes his life easy. He does the things that uh, that make his life easy. So he likes to take care of the kid. He takes care of the fun house when it was a fun house. He just does whatever little thing that Ricky doesn't want to do to make his life easy. He does it. And he takes care of Ricky. If, uh, you know, like if Ricky's acting up, he try to bring him back in line. If, uh, Ricky needs some help. He tries to help him. Whatever, whatever it entails, he does for his boy. And so Ricky is played by John David, who is Denzel Washington's son. How has the experience been working with someone like that? Uh, it's a that experience is insane because uh, he's just a really great actor. If he hit John David. Um, you can tell he's going to be one of the greats. He's up for probably an Oscar this year. Um, so season five, I could be working with an Oscar winner, and that'll be even more exciting. Um, <laughs> but it's just really fun to to be able to bounce ideas off each other the way we work. We just get in there, and it's like even if it's day one, we feel like we just, you know, we haven't missed a day of work. We just right back on. It's me and him. And it's been like that since day one, since the first time I went over to Ballers. We said hi to each other. We found out we was working with each other, and then it just happened. That's how it was. That's awesome. And you mentioned that uh, the next season you could be working with an Oscar winner, so it is confirmed that your character will be in the next season of Ballers. Was it a secret? Was it, I'm not supposed to tell anybody. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be back next year. Oh. <clears throat> is there anything that we could really expect from CCD in season five? Um, you can expect him to be to help out Ricky as as much as he can and wear some really cool T shirts. That's as far as I know right now. But we don't <laughs> have any scripts right now, so we don't know anything. Uh, they writing it up, and then as soon as we don't know anything, I mean, I could I can call back and give you some. Some uh, spoilers. 
That would be pretty awesome. I think that your character should definitely wear a T-shirt that maybe, I don't know, has a pot leaf to it, or is that too much on the nose for uh, for your character? <laughs> that has a what on it? Has, a, has like a pot oh. leaf or something on it. You know, like let's really drive <laughs> that home. <laughs> <laughs> let's drive it home. I'm down, man. I'd wear it. Especially since like um, with the teachers, with your character and having these kind of poignant messages to them, the way that the country seems to shift, you know, we're really getting into um, a period where we could see like the real legalization of it happening, you know, countrywide. So, I mean, if anything, it would definitely be um, poignant for the times that we're in. Look, if I can help out, I, I would help out any way possible to get it legalized all across the country because it should be. It shouldn't be legal in one state and not a, not legal in another state. That's weird. But uh, so I mean, if a pot leaf on my chest will do it, I'm in. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I I think you know it's about time as well. So and really. <laughs> Really, you know, kind of like backtracking just a little, how, and I asked this with London Brown, I definitely want to get your story, you know, how was it even getting on the show in the first place? I mean, you know, how did that kind of audition go and how did you feel once you found out that you were going to be on an HBO show? Um, Okay, so it happened. It was a very slow process. Um, I remember, I don't know the exact date, but I remember going in and I went to read for Fat Reggie's part. So I went in for London's part. And um, I went in a couple times, like three or four times for London's part. And I obviously didn't get it because London got it. Um, And then those like months went past and uh, they had me come in and read for the PTD role. so my manager was like, hey, they want you to come back in. This must mean they like you. Um, and they gave me the role, and there was the role of me uh, on the couch, getting stoned, talking about the movie Her. <clears throat> so as I got the audition, I got really stoned, sat on my couch and watched the movie Her. And um, the things that was on the paper was the things that I was saying about the movie. So it was really easy to jump into that, act stoned, uh, and say these things because it was really what I was feeling. Uh, so I went in and I read for TTD probably two or three times and didn't hear anything back for a long time. I mean, like, I had forgotten that I even auditioned for it. Um, then my manager called and he was like, hey, you got that part on that HBO show, Ball, as you get to go to Miami. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that. That's cool. I can't wait. So that's how that was. Um, it was just a really long process that I even forgot that I auditioned for. It was so long. Oh, wow. I mean, that definitely happens, I feel like, in Hollywood. You can spend a really long time before hearing back from an audition that you had. But it sounds like a great experience being a part of it. And you get to hang out in Miami, so that's pretty cool, too. Oh, man, Miami. I fell in love with Miami. Uh, When we left Miami to come back to L.A., I was a little bummed. I was so bummed I wanted to stay in Miami. Uh, I mean, like, it was like living out there for a couple months in the wintertime. So the weather was perfect. Uh, the nightlife was perfect. I've never been to Miami before this. 
And, I mean, it was insane. I love Miami, and I can't wait to go back. Um, and I heard, I believe when I was speaking with London, that the the next season is going to kind of shift back, um, you know, its gears into focusing really on, like, one sport. And I want to know what your thoughts were um, about that. Do you like that it's going to shift and kind of, get its focus back to how it was really in the first and second season? I mean, I feel like the fans have spoken on this one. So, like, uh, I think it was like a bunch of mixed reviews on the whole skateboarding and surfing thing. <clears throat> so, I think, I mean, if going back to the roots is going to uh, make the fans happy, I, I'll say I'm all for it. And are you a sports fan? I am an avid sports fan. I used to play football, baseball, and wrestling in high school. In college, I played football and baseball. And then in semi-pros, I played football for two years. Um, so I love sports. That's my thing. Oh, wow. And do you ever feel like you would have wanted to kind of going in a career in that or were, have you always wanted to really jump into the world of acting? So <clears throat> I was a sports uh, um, player for all of that time. And um, my freshman year of college, I went to play football, and uh, they gave us these really, like, easy classes. Like, so one of them was theater practicum, where you just show up, you build a set, you tear down a set, you go home. It was You don't have to do any work. You don't have to think. That way you get to play football. And uh, they gave me that class, and my classmates all said, my teammates all said, oh, yeah, we never go to this class. But they were exaggerating, saying we skip this class a lot. I took it literal, and I never went to the class. So this teacher <laughs> called me up and said that uh, since I never come to this class, he cannot pass me. I can't get a passing grade unless I do a play for him. And he wanted me to be crooks and of mice and men. And I didn't want to do it. I was like, no, I just want to play football. That's all I want to do is play football. So I took it to the coach, and I was like, coach, can you get me out of this? And the coach thought it would be funny if uh, I did the play, and he brought the team, and they made fun of me, you know, and that was it. So I had to do this play my freshman year of college. And I did the play, and I fell in love with it. And I still didn't want to be an actor so much. Like, it just – I loved the whole thing of it. I loved the rush of it, the theater but I still wanted to just play football. And then a couple of years later, I hurt myself. I tore my ACL playing football. And that was kind of like, all right, let's, let's go back to acting. It hurts a lot less. <laughs> Sometimes, though. I mean, I believe, say, Tom, <laughs> I believe Tom Cruise has kind of come close to dying numerous times while filming his Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he, like, broke his leg this last one, huh, jumping across buildings. Yeah, it's something yeah, hopefully, like that. Hopefully TTD never has to jump across a building. <laughs> I mean, you, ne- you never know. If anyone behind Ballers is listening to this, don't <laughs> let TTD jump. <laughs> no, no building jumping for TTD, please. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm going to get an angry phone call. Why did you suggest that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's really cool that that's kind of how it went. I mean, unfortunately, that you had to 
kind of go through the tearing of your ACL, but how really you then fell right back into acting and now you are where you are. And you've been on a lot of like hit shows such as CSI, Shameless. I mean, how has the experience kind of been, you know, not just on Ballers, but then you jump in and get into these other roles? Um, like, what would you say was your favorite show besides Ballers to be on? Besides Ballers? Uh, besides I would ballers. say Sons of Anarchy was really fun. Uh, those guys were like family, really. Like, so they was kind of like teenage boys. They were very like smack each other on the back of the neck, like kick each other in the butt kind of stuff. So they were really just kids. They were kids, and we would get yelled at by the director all the time. The director was Peter Weller, a RoboCop, and uh, he would just yell at us all the time, like, stop acting like babies. Do the thing. And it would be, so we would just get yelled at all the time. It just felt like being back in high school or something like that. <clears throat> um, and it was a really fun set to be on. Uh, just like ballers, ballers is kind of like a family. So like everybody down from the from the top to the bottom, everybody's just like a family. Everybody's just on the same level, kind of. And you go there, you work, you smile, you laugh, and then you go home. Yeah, I heard that um, when I was speaking with London that working with Dwayne Johnson as big of a celebrity as he is, as well-known of an actor as he is, that he is so humble and down-to-earth and great to work with. He really is, man. He's like, if you didn't know he was The Rock, you wouldn't know he was The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't put it in your face. He, he, he makes you feel like you on his level. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. We all people, but The Rock is The Rock, and he makes you feel like you're The Rock when he's talking, when you're talking to him. So that's a really cool thing that he has, that he does that. But, I mean, he's no ego, no anything. He comes to work. He does the work. Um, he creates, which is it's so much fun to be around. He's so much fun to be around. You just wouldn't even think he's, like, the biggest star in the world. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's great. That's really great to hear because even me, and I'm not really into – sports or anything like that, but even when I was a kid, I grew up watching WWE and seeing him wrestling, and to really see where his career has kind of gone is crazy. Yeah, were you a a wrestling fan? Back in the day, back in the day, not now. I have not kept up with it, which we do at Geek have a show that goes through WWE and Raw and all that stuff, and they talk about it, which is really great. I has not kept up with it, but I remember being in, like, third grade and The Rock was still <laughs> doing his thing, and I would walk around I would walk around class trying to do the eyebrow raise that he did, which I'm sure everyone did. <laughs> That's so cool. I was a big wrestling fan back in the day as well. I, was thinking, I didn't watch when The Rock was doing his thing. I think I had just gotten out, but I was, like, uh, big, the biggest hulk of maniac you've ever seen. And then uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then I think I kind of got out of there. But <clears throat> I was a huge wrestling fan back in the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think at some point in everyone's life, they definitely turned WWE on and just started watching because it was fun. It's still fun. Um, and people yeah. like The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin just made made it what it was at the time. 
Oh my! I really I need to now. I need to go back and just watch old rock film, uh, wrestling footage. And I probably did, and I start fanning out on them because that was my thing back in the day. And then when you go, and then when you go back to Ballers, you can kind of revisit all those uh, clips with him and show him, you know, all his uh, old time pictures. I'm sure he'll love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll love that. <laughs> um, Carl, you know, you're you're in Ballers, and that's coming up. And I know you said you haven't. Uh, you guys don't have a script yet or anything. So in the meantime, you know, what have you been doing? What projects do you have coming up? Uh, well, first off, I'm in a band uh, called Left on Laurel, and I play the bass. And um, we in the middle of doing an album right now. So I think the album will be done by the end of January, and it will put it out sometime in February. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. Um, we toured Germany in November. We did a festival out there called the Rockwood Festival. And um, we played for three days in Frankfurt, Germany. <clears throat> so that's been doing, that's been a lot of my time. And um, I did a movie called Rim of the World that's coming out in June on Netflix. Um, uh, with me, directed by Mick G. Um, King Batch is in it. Me and him play off each other. And it's um, like... Stranger Things, but with aliens. Um, so it's like four kids that's the lead. And me and Batch come in to do some comedy relief. Uh, it's going to be a really good movie, I think. I've been seeing some of the, um, some, some parts of it, and it's just, it looks really good. So that's another thing I've been doing. Oh, wow. And I'm sorry, what is the Netflix movie called again? Rim of the World. That's really cool. Um, and when is that going to come out? Uh, I think in June. Nice. All right. So anyone who's listening, definitely look out for that. And that is so cool that you're in a band. Have you ever been to Europe before? No, not before the band. Uh, that was my first time going. Um, last year, we, we toured Germany. So we went to Frankfurt, Cologne, and Berlin. And we did four shows in three different cities. And then they invited us back to the festival in November, and then we went and did a festival, so we were at Frankfurt for three days. And then they invited us back next year to next year's festival. So in November, we're going back to play. And that was my first time in Europe, um, and now they're talking about a European tour as well. So hopefully we get this album done and we can go tour Europe. That's really cool. I really hope that. As soon as you get that album done, that we can listen to it and definitely do a review. <laughs> I love really when you do a review. Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> I would most definitely do that. But that's cool. Have you been playing the bass your whole life, or is this something that you got into maybe a few years ago? Uh, so we've been a band for three years, and I've been playing bass for three years. Um, my friend Michael Rosenbaum, he's the lead singer. He was Lex Luthor in Smallville. Yeah, we know and, who um, he is. <laughs> you know who you know Michael is? So he's the lead singer of the band. And uh, we used to just play sports every weekend. And Michael would say, like, hey, we should all go to my house and play some covers. He'd put, the, like, the song and the chords charts on the screen, and we'd just play to the chords. And... 
they would teach me. He had a bass at his house, so they taught me how to play the bass. And um, they taught me, like, you can play the whole bass on one string, really, so the E string. You can play all the notes on there. So I would just play all the notes on that one string, and then our guitarist, Rob Danson, he's really great at guitar. He could play the bass. He would teach me how to move around and, like, play the G here or here or here, and then I kind of just picked it up a little bit. And then we started playing, like, messing around and playing our own stuff, and it was sounding okay. And so we'd play it for our friends and see if they think they liked it, and people would say yes. So we just ballooned from there. One of our friends wanted us to open up for him at the Troubadour, and that was our first show was at the Troubadour. And and it just ballooned. It just swelled up. He asked us to come to Germany and open for him, and here we are. That's really cool, Carl. I'm really excited to hear that, and I really hope that it's awesome when you go back in November. That's really cool. <laughs> I'll definitely <laughs> send you a copy. As soon as, we, as soon as we get it, I'll send you a copy. I like the sound of that. Um, Carl, thank you so much for even taking the time to speak with me today. I really look forward for to your Of course. I look forward to your Netflix movie, the tour that you're going to do, and, of course, the upcoming season of Ballers. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and, everyone, again, this is Carl McDowell. Thank you. This is Tia from Heat Gods Nation. Everyone have a fantastic night.